Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig with details. Episode 121, What to Do with Your Purge. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast, where you'll learn to save money, money, embrace simplicity, and live a richer life. Here are your hosts, Jen and Jill. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast. My name is Jen. My name is Jill. And we're doing another listener request on how to best donate, gift, sell, whatever, purge all the things that you have gotten rid of over quarantine, because that's been a great activity to do while you can't go out. Yeah. The Marie Kondo tidying up documentary or series were, did a purge, and holy smokes, did coronavirus cause us to purge also. Revisit, yeah. Yeah, and we've recently done some episodes on capsule wardrobe and minimalism and all mm-hmm. these things, but then it's like, but now what do we do? Because we can't just throw all of our stuff out that's not wise. Mm-hmm. So what do we do with our stuff? We're going to talk about that. But yeah. first, our sponsors. Woo. The Frugal Friends Workbook. You've heard us talking about this. We're so excited. So we're going to keep talking about it. The work, Woo-hoo. the Frugal Friends Workbook is officially available. You all, it has been for like a week now. The Frugal Friends Workbook is a digital download with six week-long challenges that will help you improve your spending, declutter your life, become a better negotiator, have more money conversations with the people in your life, and so much more. The workbook can be completed on your own, but it is created to be gone through in pairs or small groups because we're the frugal friends and we think everything is done better in pairs and groups. (laughs) However, if you don't have a partner or a small group, not to worry. If you purchase the workbook during launch week, you'll get access to a six-week Facebook group where you can find others who have purchased the workbook and form your own groups. Jen and I will also be available to answer the questions and any questions that you have, guide you through it. And if you're listening in real time, August 14th is the last day to get that bonus. So that is today. Yes. But there's still time. Uh, so so let's do this. Let's get it done. The workbook is also usually $34, uh, but it's the last day. And so we are still offering it at $24. So head to frugalfriendspodcast.com slash workbook. And join the fun. Join us. It's been a, a good week. We're, I mean, we're recording this before we launch, so we assume it's been a good week <laughs> yes. uh, in the group. And we look forward to seeing you there. 
So today's episode is also brought to you by a book of CDs. Looking through your nostalgia and your closet and uh, find a book of CDs, maybe Backstreet Boys, NSYNC, System of a Down. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Go through that book of CDs and just, and remember all of the memories. Were you in your car when you were listening to it? Were you with your friends? Were you with that first boyfriend or girlfriend? Oh, just go through and just remember all of the memories. All the feels. Mm. And then put that book of CDs in a bag or a box and get rid of it. (laughs) Book of CDs. It's good for the memories, but like physically, memories are in your head, not in a book. And you can go download and sync from the internet. You can. Spotify. Uh, Alternatively, this episode would have been brought to you by Spotify, but that's, you know, they don't actually sponsor us, unfortunately. So so we get the second tier that's book of CDs. Amazing. (laughs) Yeah, man, that took up a lot of space. It's amazing how the internet has helped us to declutter a lot of things. There is no no reason you shouldn't declutter. Yeah, and less to maintain. We don't have to keep up our CD players and our boom boxes that are broken and have pieces missing. Yeah. So that's what you, I hope, have been doing while you've been stuck at home. But like no judgment if you've just been watching Netflix also. There's absolutely no judgment. But if you have been decluttering, then we want to go through, because we remember when the um, Marie Kondo docuseries came out, uh, thrift stores were super overrun with stuff. And it didn't all make it into stores. Like it didn't, it wasn't always used to the best of its ability. And so there are alternatives and we're, we're going to walk through those today. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this first article we have is from The Verge. Again, we take the first, first page Google, usually in the top five results. We look at what is in there and then we dissect it because we want to know, we want to help you with your Googling. Mm -hmm. Uh, So this one's from The Verge, and it's how to responsibly get rid of the stuff you've decluttered. Yes. So we're going to go through all of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, there are some really helpful things in here. So we're going to start out with tech. So if you've got tech to get rid of, this includes old phones, computers, laptops, TVs, all of that. Uh, It is important to not just throw them into the trash. They've got all sorts of components in them that it is better to figure out how we could reuse or recycle or give away um, to anyone who, who might have use for it and not just throw it into the landfill. So mm-hmm. some really helpful tips on here. You can check for possible manufacturing trade-in deals. So like Apple, Android has deals that you can look up by going onto their websites and looking at what kind of trade-in deals you might be able to get for that device. 
also, you can sell old stuff. So eBay, Facebook Marketplace, these are some excellent places to go to even just get a little bit of money for something. You may think, oh, this is, you know, a very old generation of this phone. Still, there might be people out there who are interested in that. Their uh, kids. Even for the, yes, exactly. Yeah. For their children. Um, kid, you know, young teens who are getting their first phone, at least in my world, that's the case. <laughs> I'm sure it's probably even younger than that, but yeah. uh, young teens is my recommendation for when kids should have their first phones. Um, but yes, it doesn't it doesn't need to be the the highest end thing. So there could be people who are interested. Yeah. Uh, also, there's other people who are out there who just like to refurbish things and can can sell them themselves. So yeah, selling things is an option. Uh, and they list, this article lists a couple of places where you could consider selling your tech. Uh, and we'll have them all linked in our show notes, but they list off a, a site called Declutter, which gives you quotes on your tech. Um, and you could decide whether or not you want to sell through them. They also take books, CDs, DVDs, Legos, Holy smokes, everybody's got books Legos. Books of CDs. Hanging <laughs> books of CDs. Um, there's another site called Swappa, uh, which charges the buyer, not the seller, although I think the, the seller does have to pay like the PayPal transaction fee. Um, but primarily it's it's the, the buyer who's paying the uh, shipping and all that. And then Amazon also has a trade-in program. So check out Amazon, although they pay out in the form of a gift card, but who couldn't use an Amazon gift card? Uh, yeah. But that's an option too. Yeah. Beyond that, you can also look into just charity, giving giving away, donating. If you're not concerned about making money off of it, there's all sorts of places that will take your used tech items. So a couple that this article lists off is um, an organization called Computers with a Cause. There's also an organization called World Computer Exchange, Globe Tops. All of these will take tech items. They might refurbish them and then give them to schools or people in need or other nonprofit organizations that might want to use um, older laptops and, and have a use for them. Mm -hmm. Finally, if you've got some tech items that are so old that nobody wants it. Why? Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, why I do you mean, have them still? Well, because you just might yourself be um, older and wiser and have had tech items in your home for a long time. <laughs> Uh, you some might be options I, might be to recycle those things. So check with your town or your city for a recycling center as it relates to tech items. If all else fails, if you can't figure that out, check out. There's a website called Earth 911, <laughs> um, <laughs> and they list out nearest recycling centers for different types of items that might be harder to get rid of. And then this one made me laugh. I had no idea. And this is mostly, I think, just for chuckles. It is possible that you have such an ancient device that you could give it to a museum, they say, <laughs> that if you've got an old, old BlackBerry cell phone, you name it, it's possible that there's a museum that'll take it. 
<laughs> so if you have any luck with that, let us know. They mentioned like oh MIT God, yeah. had like a museum for tech items. I mean, that's pretty low on the totem pole of possibilities, but you never know if you've got something. Oh, gosh. So yeah, ancient. Check your grandma or, or granddad's house. See what they have. <laughs> Anyhow. Yeah. So that's, that's I, tech. Uh, Travis, actually, his um, our friends gave him a broken apple watch it was just shattered like it was it very much looked like beyond repair and he went to sell it and he actually didn't think he could sell it so Mm -hmm. he bundled it with a phone he was trying to sell and somebody just wanted the broken apple watch and they paid him 50 bucks for it amazing so don't underestimate how how and what people yes. will buy. Some people can fix these things up yes. and some people will use them for their kids or charity. Yeah. Uh, just don't like, we tend yeah. to think nobody wants my old tech, mm-hmm. but you don't know that. Just because you can't fix it doesn't mean that nobody else can or doesn't have a mm-hmm. value for it. So see what you can do with that. For sure. Um, the next one's a big one, clothing. Mm-hmm. So there, I mean, always we're just giving people, giving the thrift store our clothes. But this article kind of makes an argument for um, buying better quality and more expensive clothing, which is something we've we've talked about in um, our buying happiness episode and our capsule wardrobe episode. That there is merit to actually spending more on your clothing, and that even comes uh, down to when you're ready to get rid of it, because yeah. the better quality of your clothing, the more likely you're actually able to resell it. So, mm-hmm. at the very very high end. Um, you can use websites like The Real Real or Rebag. Those are like very designer. Um, but alternatively, you could use Poshmark um, if, if you're not using those like really high-end brands. But you have to actually purchase premium brands that are, you know, resellable. Mm-hmm. Um, so... So that's kind of like an argument for buying better quality clothes and and more sustainable products. Mm-hmm. So spending a little more upfront to purchase from a company um, that's a B Corp um, or, or just like more sustainable, um, that automatically brings up the value so that when you're ready to get rid of it, you also don't have this sunk cost. Uh, mentality to where, oh, I spent money on it. I have to keep it because mm-hmm. I don't want to just give it to a thrift store. Mm-hmm. No, like at that point, you just spend a little more and your sunk cost becomes, oh, I spent so much money on this. I can actually resell it um, for a little bit more. And essentially you are you are breaking even versus whether you bought a t-shirt from Target or a t-shirt from like Madewell or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. So consider those things when you're shopping. Can you know that you're not going to hold on to an item um, for the rest of your life. Like your best pieces, you'll hold on to what for a max of ten years. Like that's a really long time for clothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so be thinking about where your clothes are going to go once they leave you. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I'll thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> no, I, I like that. I think about that sometimes when I drop things off at the thrift store. I'm like, I, I want to give quality things. I don't want to drop, drop off my junk. And, mm-hmm. and I think that that's part of it. It starts before you're at the thrift store with just buying quality things, but not a lot of it. That's where minimalism comes in. Like it has mm-hmm. to be paired. It can't just be spending tons of money constantly. It's spending money wisely, intentionally on things that matter, on simple, minim- like as minimal as possible. But then when it inevitably doesn't suit your needs anymore and you need to give it away, you're not dropping off junk someplace um, and having it be someone else's problem to deal with. Yeah. And and I'm talking about like when you do buy new, like most of my clothes are secondhand Mm -hmm. uh, and that's like how I spend money. And then when I purchase something that's nicer and made sustainably, like I don't feel bad about dropping 50 bucks on a shirt, uh, which I, because I rarely do that. Um, I don't feel bad about it though. And I'm always so grateful to the people who have bought really nice clothing and then just gave them to the thrift store because now I've got (laughs) some really nice clothes from the thrift store Mm -hmm. because somebody else made some investment and then paid it forward. Yes. But don't you do that. You sell sell your nice clothes because (laughs) you're listening to this podcast. Um, But if you're not going to sell it um, for work clothes, um, there are some charities that you can give your clothes to. Um, so if you're in the New York City area, there's Bottomless Closet for women um, and Career Goal for men. Um, and the best way to find an organization in your area that uh, takes business clothes to pass on to people is uh, would be Charity Navigator or Guides, GuideStar. Um, there are also sites like ThreadUp. Um, I don't think – ThreadUp is not my favorite for selling clothes. Mm-hmm. I would – it's not something I would recommend. I love actually using ThreadUp to buy clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, I buy a lot of my uh, workout clothes from oh, ThreadUp. Nice. Actually, they've got really, yeah. Um, so I love it for buying. Um, and actually, we have a um, a referral link that we'll post in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Um, or, I mean, frugalfriendspodcast.com slash ThreadUp without the A. Um, and you can get like $10 on your first purchase. Um so, so yeah, I love thread up for, for buying, not for getting rid of your clothes. Uh, and, uh, yeah. So then other, other than that, another place to give like non-business clothes would, um, maybe be Vietnam veterans of America. That's probably mostly for like men's clothes. Um, and then also the site called give back box. Um, it encourages you to use the box your new clothes were shipped in to send your old stuff, like um, at least five items, hopefully can fit in the box, it says, um, to a charity. Hmm. So the site provides prepaid shipping. Um, and yeah, ThreadUp will send you a bag for for unsellable clothing if you choose that. But um but yeah, so give back box is like a cool way that if you do buy some new clothing that comes in a in a box, consider getting rid of some old clothing. And that's just a good practice. When you bring mm-hmm. a few new items in, like getting rid of a few items, yep. this makes that really simple. Agreed. And next category is books. 
So we always have tons of books, all books. kinds, cookbooks, fiction books, nonfiction books, textbooks. That seems to be... Uh, books, books almost sponsored this episode. <laughs> yeah. It was between books and box or uh, and whatever, book of CDs. Yeah, so. Which kind of still was a book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So here's some <laughs> options with books. You can consider selling books. Uh, certainly, we would suggest not wasting your time on books that people don't want and you can't get much money. I mean, they list Amazon as an option, but it is really hard to sell on Amazon if you are not. I mean, you do have to register as a seller and it's hard to compete with like the bigger businesses that are selling books. It is an option if you want to look into it. I did um, that actually. Did you? I Yeah. So I had textbooks yeah. from school and these were like really niche books. These were acupuncture books Okay. Um, that I listed uh, on you just get an Amazon Seller Central account, and then I posted them, and it was pretty simple. That's like, awesome. all of my books sold. Um, wow. So I would say you have to— books, though. That's not right, like— Right. I would say more specialized mm-hmm. books. Yeah. Yep. Um, but also, other places to sell would be Abe, Abe Books or Powell's. And again, we'll have all this linked in our show notes. But with both of those sites, you fill out like a short form with the book's ISBN number, the condition, and then they, they kind of give you a quote on what they might be able to sell it for. Then you send it to them. And then once it's sold, they, they give you the money. So you get a bit of a payout that way. Uh, for textbooks, other options include Chegg or BookBite that you could sell textbooks. This is definitely something that you want to do within very recently after using it. So if you're in school right now, uh, we would recommend that you do this shortly after your semester ends so that people are buying, you know, the, the latest editions. If your books are, you know, 15 editions late in the game, eh, might just, <laughs> I mean, try it. Definitely try it, but probably a little bit better for for more recent editions. And of course, if you're not interested in making money off of it, there's always the option to give. Uh, Obviously, thrift stores will take them, but you could also consider places that specifically are designated for receiving books. So there's an organization called Better World Books, and they have a list of drop sites that you can take your books to. Yeah, they're, they're all over. Yeah, yeah. I, I can picture the the Dropbox, mm-hmm. you know, sign yep. in my head too. Yeah, and that's <laughs> specifically for books. And then you've got books for soldiers. So this, they actually will send books to soldier, soldiers overseas to be able to have some entertainment. Um, certainly libraries will even take some gently used books. And something else that's cool that I've seen, at least around my town, um, and I'm, I'm sure for you, Jen, as well, people have started these like little pop-up, take a book, leave a book, or just mm-hmm. take a book, or just leave books, kind of like these little library boxes that you could take your books to. And that would almost be giving back to your local community. community. Or you could start one yourself if you live in a neighborhood setting something outside of your house even um, where you can put all of your books and anybody walking by could take a book if they want. Others could drop books off. Um, So, yeah, there's a lot of even creative ideas of what you could do with books if you don't want to just take them to the thrift store. Yeah. Uh, My friend Christine, actually, she's partnered with our local newspaper. Mm. And so they are are going more digital. And so these old 
um, newspaper stands, they're taking them out and they don't have anything to do with them. So she's actually partnered. They're donating um, the newspaper dispensers um, to her and she is creating these little free libraries for people and they can um, people in our city are saying like, oh, can you paint mine blue or purple? And she's painting them and then dropping them off at houses. And so we're seeing all these new little free libraries in fun colors pop up. So if that's something you wanted to start, definitely reach out to your local library and see if they have any of those those little newspaper uh, dispenser things that they're looking to get rid of. Mm, Nice. Awesome. Mm -hmm. That's all I got on books. Yes. And so last is everything else. (laughs) So... Uh, for the next hour, we'll go through, I'm just kidding. Um, so, so if you really want to sell your stuff, a great place to do it is eBay. For a minute, I didn't think anybody still used eBay. Yeah. Uh, Travis has told me that is completely false. It's very false. Tons of people use eBay. You just have to deal with shipping. Yeah. I mean, but it's like... you. You know, if you don't have Amazon Prime, you have to deal with shipping everywhere else, too. Yeah. So it's not a big deal. Like, well, okay, for the seller. Sorry, I'm mm-hmm. thinking from a buyer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as a seller, yeah, all you have to do is to worry about shipping. But a lot of things fit in those um, those pre-priced boxes mm-hmm. at the post office. Mm-hmm. Um, you can put bricks in there as long as they fit. As long as it fits. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the so people who sell on eBay range from like one time only folks to like professional retailers and you get up to 50 free listings a month. Um, and then after that, it's just 35 cents a listing. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so I would I would say save this for things that you actually think are work, worth something. And mm-hmm. then also. Uh, be prepared to sit on it for a while. Mm-hmm. Like have a place, store it like in your garage or something um, and just wait yeah. uh, because you can, your listings can run out and then you can like relist. Um, so if you think it's worth money, then then just you have to be patient. Mm-hmm. But the way you can check to see if what you have is worth money is that you can go on eBay and you can filter out recently sold and then for for whatever, search for what you're selling and then filter out recently sold. And it will sh- only show you the things that have been recently sold. And you can see what the final price was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe also what they uh, paid for shipping. Mm-hmm. And then just price around there and you're golden. Yeah. yeah. So that is, that's a secret to selling on eBay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also... You can just give things away for free. So um, something we didn't mention in a we did a, a recent episode about like buy nothing groups and stuff, but we didn't mention free cycle, mm-hmm. um, which was a glaring omission. Mm-hmm. No, I think that was me. It was my YouTube video. I did a YouTube video on modern frugality about oh, nice. like how I get so much stuff for free. And like free cycle was the one thing I left out. Mm-hmm. Um, but that it's a service that introduces local people who have stuff um, to other peop- local people who want that stuff. Yeah. Um, so that's really cool. It's kind of like uh, the neighborhood app does the same thing. Like mm-hmm. you can say people in your neighborhood, like I've got this, who wants it? 
uh, and people people can take it and yeah. stuff like that. It's awesome. Yeah. So that is this article. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. If you're looking to upgrade your wallet, you need to turn to Nerd Wallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. If you're paying for vacations with whatever card is in your wallet, you could be missing out on miles you didn't even know you were leaving on the table. You can get a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade? Lounge access? Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet, finance smarter. I don't love creating my spending plan each month, and it took me a while to find a budgeting app that had simple features but didn't feel and look like a spreadsheet. If that's you too, Monarch's the way to go. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com frugal. I like how easy it is to customize my budget and create automatic transaction rules. The transaction widget helps me stay on top of my spending. After using Monarch for several months, I understand why it's the top rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash frugal. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial. Our next as our next article um, kind of all the options. So this one went through like things specific and right and now we're gonna uh, go through like a place specific. So this is from NBCnews.com, and it's post-Marie Kondo purge, here's what to do with that <laughs> unwanted stuff. Or post-COVID purge You're right. Yeah, situation. you can see why it was the first one to pop up with my with what I put in. You can only, only guess what I searched. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they have six tips listed in here. I think all of them are worth it, uh, but we'll do a quick run through of them. The first one is to offer your stuff that you don't want anymore to people in your community. So similar to what we just talked about in the last article, this could be for free or for sale, but we're talking about thinking Mm -hmm. local, who around you might want your things. And really, uh, going back to what you just said, Jen, free cycle or buy nothing groups on Facebook, um, or neighbors or friends, um, just considering people in your area that might want them. In the midst of COVID, I think it's worth considering porch pickups, porch drop-offs, 
you know, transaction of payment that can happen digitally, whether that's through PayPal or Venmo or Cash App. I know that we've been selling a lot of stuff um, through our move. And it's been super simple to just put in the listing porch pickup only, pay us through Venmo, and you really don't have to interact with yeah. people. <laughs> that sounds awful. That sounds awful. Um, but yes, depending on people's comfort level with that and um yeah, just to kind of be mindful of the various regulations that it can still be done um, in a manner that is respectful of local regulations. Yeah. For something like this, instead of using Facebook Marketplace, I like to use local Facebook groups. So like if it's kids stuff, I have a local um, foster parents group that I'm part of and I will get like I will offer it up in there first. Um, or just a local mm, mom's nice. group in general. So if there's mm-hmm. like something that you're passionate about, there is probably a local group about it in, you know, on Facebook. Mm. And so just look for those. And yeah, I highly recommend local foster parent groups for giving all kinds mm-hmm. of stuff. Gosh, even meals and just offering your services. Just do that. Yeah, um, and that brings us to our second point is to give them to friends um, or swap mm. so you benefit from the deal, too. Uh, Travis went on the Neighborhood app, and it's it's a great app if you don't have it. it's It just connects you to your neighbors in your immediate vicinity. And so we have mm-hmm. a huge mango tree in our front yard, and Travis loves avocados, He also loves mangoes, but like we have way more mangoes than we can eat. And he said, I've got these delicious mangoes and I will trade someone for avocados. And now that is the Florida life right there. Now he has more avocados and mangoes than he can eat. So, so yeah. And now he's selling them. Oh my God, he is. He's selling mangoes. Because some people in the group were actually like, I don't have avocados, but... Or any other fruit, but like I'll buy your mangoes, and and I'm, in my head <laughs> I'm so like, great. why don't you just go to Aldi and buy some mangoes? And Travis, <laughs> it's not local. It's yeah, not Travis reminded me some people prefer local uh, organic produce to regular Aldi produce, and I was like, well, good for them, okay. Yeah. But <laughs> that that is a thing that people do. Um, And I think it's important to, like, note also, you don't have to do every single thing that we're talking about today. I know this is, like, starting to sound like a lot, um, but you can just pick just your best Mm -hmm. price, best quality items. Um, This is kind of just to break up uh, your purge into, like, 50% can go to the thrift store, but here's what you do with the other 50%. It's not like you need to spend Mm -hmm. weeks trying to make sure every Mm -hmm. single thing you're getting rid of goes to the right place or gets sold. Uh, We're talking about balance here. So like set a limit and just say like, okay, 50% or whatever percent is going to the thrift store, but this half I'm Mm going to actually try and rehome sustainably. If I can find a, a better, more yeah. intentional spot for these things where they will be useful to somebody else, that is kind. It's a kind mm-hmm. thing to do. Yeah. So, yeah. And then 
posting on posting on your Facebook profile is a great way to give your things to friends. So, it's, and it's not that hard. Yeah. Ah, oh, giving to friends and mm-hmm. swapping. I love it. I love those swap parties. Yes. Uh, third on the list is to repurpose or DIY. So before you go to trash something or donate something, consider if it could be reused for something else or if a friend or neighbor or local community member would be interested in using it for something else. The article gives an example of maybe a candle that is all used up, but the candle holder was really cool and could be used as a planter or a a catch-all for pens or something like that. I know I've done, or, or a vase. I've done that. There are some really nice candles out there. I've definitely done that before. Um, she even gave an example of repurposing an old office trash can into a planter. Um, so yeah, just some some creative ideas that before we kind of think, oh, I'm not using this anymore to think, well, what what else do I have on my list of things that I've been on the lookout for? And do I have anything that might fit that mm-hmm. need? Or do I want to see if somebody else could use it first? It does require, to your point, Jen, a bit more work, but I think it can also be helpful to others to consider, hey, I've got a friend who actually really likes vintage tablecloths or another friend who loves this color, and maybe I should just send them a quick text with a picture of that thing and see maybe they'd want this before I get Mm -hmm. rid of it. And really, that cultivates community and friendship and kindness and intentionality that like those tendrils of frugality and purging those are seeds that are sown uh, that we can't even put a price tag on. So just taking that extra minute to pause and think, is there a way that I could bless another person or be thoughtful or be mindful of others? I think that's just great. It's a yeah. great practice that coincides yeah. with frugality. Oh. And yeah, we're frugal friends and that's what frugal friends do. Yeah. Friends. I love it. Yes. Uh, this next one is actually one that doesn't get talked a lot about when talking about uh, decluttering, but it's actually very important. So um, this is pertaining to chemicals um, and toxic mm-hmm. materials. If you have a chemical that you maybe thought you would use um, but didn't or didn't use all of and you're not going to need it again, uh, there is a proper way to dispose of harmful chemicals. You shouldn't just throw them in your trash can. And so most cities will actually have a chemical disposal plant. Um, I know we have one. So we have one. It's uh, is H E cubed, H E C C C. I don't know what all the letters mm-hmm. stand for. Um, I know that Miami has one, and they have a resell, not a resell, but they have a. Um, a lot of them will have a store connected to it where they will take the good ones, and citizens can take them for free. Uh, and it, so Miami's cool. is called Chem Again. That's I like that one. <laughs> Ours is called Swap Shop. That's awesome. Uh, so, but yeah, mm-hmm. so donating your stuff there, and we've gotten a lot of paint, uh, spray paint, and regular paint. A lot of bathroom cleaners, kitchen cleaners, uh, dishwasher liquid. So all of these things are things that you should not just be throwing away in your trash can. Uh, you should be taking mm-hmm. them to a Disposal. So you can search uh, your local uh, web, local city's website um, for 
uh, chemical disposal, something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, It's probably at the local dump. And see if also they have like a swap shop or a chem again program. And you can also, while you're dropping some stuff off, it, and it's also actually usually the same place where you um, drop off electronics too, like old electronics. Uh, they're they're mm-hmm. the same place. Uh, and then you can stop mm-hmm. at the swap shop and see if they have any, you know, cleaners that you need. Win-win. Yep. I yeah I I love that I love that you could reuse them and or other people could make mm-hmm. use of it it's so great a number five on this list is to sell or consign we've talked a lot already about selling so I won't rehash all of that but I do want to highlight this consignment idea that and of course websites like ThreadUp and Poshmark are that idea uh, however if you don't want to go digital it's worth considering local consignment shops. So if dealing with shipping as a seller is something that you just don't even want to get into, it could be worth going to your local consignment stores and seeing if they would consign something for you. Of course, you will not get the full profit of what they sell that thing for, but usually you can set the price and say, here's what I want to get. And they list it at a higher price. Um, and there's you know more exposure of that item and so more likelihood of it getting sold. Mm-hmm. So this, of course, will be for your items that that are possibly worth more. I mean, you could try to consign anything, but some examples would be considering consigning your wedding dress or prom dresses. Or I know Eric, my husband, just is currently consigning a drum kit. Uh, So there's even a local near us. Uh, music consignment shop. So all different types of niches within the consignment world that you could you could consider some of your items that you know are worth a little bit more, but maybe you don't even want to deal with the internet. Yeah. <laughs> Search uh, your city and consignment and you'll get some results of different types of consignments um, in there. I know there's a lot for jewelry Um, I believe there's some for like tools and stuff. Uh, So just check to see what's available in your area. And that Mm -hmm. brings us to our last one. Coming full circle from the first soapbox I got on is to um, swap your items in exchange for discounted merchandise. And uh, stores like H&M and Madewell will incentivize your donations by offering you something in exchange for them, mostly discounts to their stores. Mm -hmm. So if you buy nicer items, which I don't consider H&M nicer, but Madewell, um, you can bring your old jeans to Madewell and earn $20 uh, towards a new pair. So stuff like that. Look for programs before you buy something to see if those exist in stores you like. Mm -hmm. I often forget Mm -hmm. about this and maybe I'll go to a store because I'm looking for something specific and it's like, oh man, if I would have brought in a grocery bag of the clothing I'm already getting rid of, I could have gotten like 15 to 20% off my purchase. It's yeah, something really to consider before you uh, get in the car to go shopping. Who's offering some of those exchanges? And I mean, you know, it doesn't get you a discount, but you should be thinking about every week should be I don't, <laughs> the I'm best so exchange sorry. ever horrible for your listenership you now get this exchange the, the bill, bill of the, of the week, week. 
right. It's time for the best minute of your entire week. Maybe a baby was born and his name is William. Maybe you paid off your mortgage. Maybe your car died and you're happy to not have to pay that bill anymore. Duck bills, Buffalo bills, Bill Clinton. This is the Bill of the Week. Hi, this is Stephanie. I live in the Tampa Bay area in Florida, and I love y'all's podcast. I listen to it all the time, and I'm really excited to share my bill of the week. Um, I've been out of work for a while now. I had a baby a few months ago, and I was ready to get back into the workforce, but obviously now is not the best time to look for a job. Um, and I was just doing some side hustles, and it came upon me to uh, start a business. And I speak a few different languages, so I'm offering translation services and tutoring uh, for people who want to learn languages. And this week, I was able to send my first bill to my first client, and I got paid. So it's been an amazing feeling, and although it's a really weird time in the world and difficult in many ways for many people, uh, it's been exciting to be able to send my first bill and see that income come in. So thanks for giving me the opportunity to share my excitement with you guys, and I hope you guys have an awesome rest of your day. Thank you. Oh, that's so wonderful. That's amazing. <sighs> I I don't think we've gotten many bills that were I got to bill somebody yes. else. It's usually a bill that we've paid, which is great too, but holy smokes, what an amazing bill that you were billing somebody else, they paid you, and now you've got money, mm -hmm. especially in crazy times. It is such a courageous move to start a new company, new business. And after just giving birth, holy smokes, you are rocking it. And we're really, really, really proud of you for this and celebrating with you for that yes. first bill that actually got paid to you. I know. Congratulations. And I hope many more bills to come to your clients. Yes. If you are sending bills to clients, please let us know about it. Please visit frugalfriendspodcast.com slash bill and leave us your bill. And we want to celebrate with you. And yes. yeah, that's all we do. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. If you're looking to upgrade your wallet, you need to turn to Nerd Wallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. If you're paying for vacations with whatever card is in your wallet, you could be missing out on miles you didn't even know you were leaving on the table. You can get a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade? Lounge access? Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. I don't love creating my spending plan each month, and it took me a while to find a budgeting app that had simple features but didn't feel and look like a spreadsheet. If that's you too, Monarch's the way to go. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you 
you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. I like how easy it is to customize my budget and create automatic transaction rules. The transaction widget helps me stay on top of my spending. After using Monarch for several months, I understand why it's the top rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H M-O-N-E-Y.com slash frugal. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial. Now it's time for the The lightning lightning round. Um, That is also what I do now for the lightning round. Uh, today we are going to talk about how often we purge and what we do with it. So you can kind of get some like real life examples of how, how we process mm-hmm. this. Uh, cause I'm definitely not optimizing a hundred percent of my purges. So I, I gladly use my thrift store, mm-hmm. uh, but there are some things I do. So yeah, we purge. Pretty much every time we help other people move (laughs) (laughs) or when we ourselves move, which ends up being quite often. But I got to tell you, we we help a lot of people move, which feels like so constant. And and this is nothing against people we've helped move. It's just a reality that uh, we collect things just as humans. It's amazing how we kind of just like grow to fill the space that we're in. And, and we kind of get this front row seat when we move people of, oh, my gosh, this is just a lot of stuff. And it's overwhelming and it stresses me out. And the only thing I control is I can control is myself. I can't control other people. Mm -hmm. So what I do with that energy, that frustration of how much we as humans collect is I go home and say, well, I'm going to take control of my life at least and get rid of stuff Mm -hmm. Uh, because I don't want to end up with a closet full of stuff that I got to move. And I move enough that that's a reality. So I'll also, every time I move, I make it a point to not just throw stuff in boxes, but if I'm going to put it away, if I'm going to pack it, I've got to know I'm I've, I'm going to be using this on the other end of the move just to decrease stress. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I do with those items, so it, it, as you said, like it's not it's percentages of things. Like as I'm getting rid of stuff, I will kind of curate what do I think people would pay for? Like what do I think? And it's, I'm not always accurate on my assessment, but I will pull out what I think is, you know, maybe worth a little bit of money to somebody else is worth my time in selling it. And I'll post that on Facebook Marketplace. That's kind of my favorite spot to sell stuff. Uh, I will primarily do porch pickup. Most of my stuff that I think is worth selling is only within like the 7 to $15 range. So I'm fine doing a porch pickup on that. Uh, otherwise, I will also give to friends, as I mentioned before, like I'll take pictures of things and um, send send people texts, see if they're interested in it, or I'll kind of have a box in the back of my car. And as I see people like, hey, you want to take a look? You want to take a look at what's in my car <laughs> in the back of my van? Look at, <laughs> yeah. my, look at my things. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. And sometimes people are interested in stuff, but I love <laughs> that. Like, I love that I can just give people stuff that has value or a purpose for them. And all of the rest of it, I will donate. Nice. Yep. 
What about you? Uh, For me, I'm actually continuously decluttering. So I have Mm -hmm. a bag in my closet. I have a place in the closet in my office and a place in the living room. And so every time there's something that I want to get rid of, it goes in one of those bags. And then when the bag gets full, then I try and do maybe a little more intentional go through of things. Um, and then I will get get rid of uh the things that are sellable don't go in the bags. Those actually get – Travis just is always selling things on Marketplace, so those things are continuously – he's just selling uh, there or eBay. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had a big declutter when the Marie Kondo docuseries came out, and that was kind of like our last big declutter. Um, twice a year, there's a kids' consignment sale – uh, it's mm-hmm. called Rialana's, and that's for, like, nicer quality kids' items. So that's another th- uh, thing. Things, when tr- when Kai grows out of things, the good things are constantly going in, in the consignment bag. Uh, and then the not good quality things go in the donate bag. So twice a year, I'm I'm putting stuff in that sale uh, to and, – and I kind of nice. – I break even – it's kind of – it's only worth it if you have nice stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll go there and I'll buy things that are kind of harder to to find at a thrift store. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of how we do it. We are con- – I'm continually on the lookout for how I can have less stuff because I just look around and if there's too much stuff somewhere, I'm just kind of like picking things off and putting them in the bag. And if mm-hmm. I take if I put something a piece of clothing on and I'm I don't like it, it goes in the bag. Uh mm-hmm. so yeah, that's that's how we do it. And so I have I did a I have not I haven't had like a lot of books, but uh I would take books to the Better World books. Um, donation centers. Um, and then most most of our stuff, we try and sell it uh, or, or we donate it. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like most, but I am interested to try some of the things that we yeah. talked about today because I actually learned some things. Yeah. Um, you do get the, the most money selling something than more money than you do like just from a thing from a place that buys tech or clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, there there are a few places here that buy clothes like Revolve or Plato's Closet is a big one mm-hmm. that's around the country. So so I have sold clothes there. I've had better luck with men's clothing at Plato's Closet than mm-hmm. with my own. So I found I don't even bother with mine anymore, but yeah. I will take Eric's clothing to Plato's Closet, and usually they take almost everything. They're always more in search of men's clothing for yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, so if you have a boyfriend or a husband, uh, definitely try and sell their clothing. <laughs> yeah, or son or father. Or, yeah, or, I guess, yeah. <laughs> or don't go to your dad's house and sell your dad's clothing. Uh, <laughs> it's time. It's time for you to get rid of this. And All I'm right. going to ma- I'm gonna profit off of it. <laughs> okay, oh, it's time well. for us to end this episode. Okay, thanks for listening. We want to thank you for your kind reviews so, so much. We want to give you an example. This one... Um, 
is from Emily Phil, and it says the motivational friends you need happens to be five stars. Says, as a woman entering her late 20s, this podcast is everything I didn't know I needed. Throughout my adult life, I've been not totally irresponsible with money, but tended to avoid confronting my financial issues head on. Jen and Jill are super easy to listen to and make me feel like I'm part of the conversation with friends rather than like I'm a child being scolded and shamed like many other personal finance podcasts and videos. With their tidbits of advice, I'm actually, shocker, enjoying managing my finances and finding ways to be frugal. Thank you, Jen and Jill, for helping me find some control in my life when everything else has gone haywire in the age of COVID-19. We feel you. Mm, Yes. So glad to be making this accessible. That is our goal. That that, is. That so many listeners can find themselves in this podcast, that you are listening, that there's something for you. Yeah. And we also want to thank our friends who share these episodes on social media. Uh, So when you share the latest episode and tag us at Frugal Friends Podcast on Facebook or Instagram, or you email us a screenshot of your iTunes or Stitcher review, we're giving away a Frugal Friends workbook for every five tags and reviews we receive. So keep on leaving us reviews on iTunes or Stitcher, sending the screenshot to frugalfriendspodcast at gmail.com and tag us on social media. Both will enter you into that drawing. And remember, today is the last day you can get the Frugal Friends Workbook for $24. Get access to that Facebook group and join with us for the next uh, five, six weeks uh, and all the fun we're going to be having. It's going <laughs> to so be great. Frugalfriendspodcast.com slash workbook. Bye. Frugal Friends is produced, edited, and mixed by Eric Siriani. Well, well, what else you got? I don't know. I, I've been eating a lot of bananas and peanut butter. That's what I had for <laughs> dinner last night. Good for you. It is filling. Yeah. I had a banana and almond butter the other day. Oh, you fancy. Well, it was at my sister's house. She's the fancy one. Nice. This was <laughs> yes. actually peanut butter Travis found on the side of the road. That peanut butter jar that you've been talking about for like a year now? A year? I don't know. It feels that way. We talked about it in our husband's episode, which was like five months ago. And I feel like when you told that story, it was a story that had happened at least three months prior to that. Still not a year ago. Oh, my God. That's still 2020. But I'm not far off. No. Okay, so there were two. And I think this is the second one. Okay, so they were unopened. Unopened. Uh Uh-huh. Side of the road peanut butter. (laughs) Yes. And I've been eating a lot of it, and I haven't gotten sick, so. All right. Is it natural? It looks like a... No. It looks natural. Absolutely not, no. This is a generic (laughs) brand of peanut butter. It is vegan. Lactose and gluten-free. I'm so proud of you. Just living, living out the frugal life that you talk about. Thank you. <laughs> oh, cut. Bye. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. 
With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.